This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mopac Audio. She's the one that wanted out. I didn't want out. I had to take her to the hospital one time. She was maybe bipolar. We asked him one question and he went all the way into discussing about his wife. I feel so guilty for my kids. Have your kids told you that they're mad? I had zero of that. Zero support. This is all I have to tell the story to. Open Group Therapy calls on a revolving cast of members each week to complement the work of renowned psychologist Dr. Matthew Paradise. Each episode focuses on one person's experience. You'll hear that person interacting with peers in the group whose names they might not even know, but whose counsel and compassion are impactful nonetheless. You'll also hear that person speaking in private with Dr. Paradise. This is a time when Dr. Paradise can discuss the group experience as it relates to the individual. Dr. Paradise uses a mixture of direct questioning along with humor to both support and challenge the group. He provides an attentive ear, but will also call someone out. Dr. Paradise speaks openly and expects others to do the same. Only through this kind of open dialogue can real growth occur. People come to group therapy in general because there's a healing power in talking with maybe not necessarily your peers, but other people who aren't a professional because they've really lived it. It's, it's not somebody coming from some academic understanding. It's somebody who's really been there. And again, one of the things that's most reassuring about group is how similar the experiences can be, how much people can relate to each other. One of the things that makes the group for divorce so powerful is many people, when they're going through divorce, find that their traditional support systems fall short with respect to divorce in particular. In this episode, Carlos is a hardworking father of two nearly adult children. Aware that he wasn't as present as he could have been in the marriage, he is working to regain the footing he needs to forge a new life. My name is Carlos. Uh, I've been divorced a year. That's November, end of November. Uh, and it became final, I guess, a couple of weeks after that. Uh, I have two kids, a boy and a girl. 
my daughter is in second year of college, and my son is a senior in high school. Um, they're living with me. I refinanced the house, uh, and they're staying with me. She got custody of him because he's not 18 yet, but she moved out and didn't take him uh, to a very nice apartment, one-room apartment. You know, um, was married for 20 years. She's a little, almost 10 years younger than me. She wanted out from the beginning, really? all through the marriage. And then they were too little, and they were just too medium. And then they were, now it's just like they're kind of grown. And she just decided she just wanted to be single. And I can't seem to take the next step. So what does Carlos do if he's trying to move on? He's probably thinking, I just want to date. Like, I, that, that's what moving on means to me. But what, what can he do that's not necessarily dating that's going to be for him and about self-improvement and... How's he gonna get that separation? And it sounds like maybe you're still a little entwined with your ex too. You see her, how often do you see her? You know, uh, depending on what the kids or sure. something, it's always something to do with the kids. Um, it's, um, I used to work a lot. I, I've been in the same company almost 33 years. And um, I used to work a lot and uh, I used to come home late and you know, not time for, not wanting to do anything and just, mm -hmm. you know, and she's complaining, well, I was here with the kids and you know, all of this. I say, yeah, I was at work, working. <laughs> I, you know, you were working here at the house and then your job before that, but I was at work. I wasn't, you know, at the club or I wasn't this. Or and she, I could never get her to understand, you know, that I'm, I'm working, you know? And I was always faithful. Um, it was always, some somebody had to be blamed for whatever happened you know i had to take her to the hospital one time uh after maybe seven or eight years of marriage she was supposedly anxious to you know mm -hmm. and she got medication for that she went to the doctor and she wouldn't let me go with her to the doctor after one time i showed up or i don't know how it was and her doctor said well this medication that i'm giving you it goes with therapy that you need to go and you never gone. And so we never found out that she was maybe bipolar, which I'm thinking she might be, but I'm not an expert. And so this had to do with a lot of that that she never took care of. So does anybody else hear in his story how much of his identity as a husband... It's wrapped up on her still. Yeah, yeah. tied up in his ability to care for her or tolerate something or... Yeah. and. Mary, you have the same story, don't you? That a lot of your value as a partner, and that's really what codependence is, is that your value as a partner is your ability to accommodate your partner's inadequacies, you right? Could, it could, have, could be worse. It could have stayed 25 years trying to fix. Yes. Not it's not, it's, it, it, it was, um, I always thought if she would just take care of that, it would have made a, a whole lot of difference between us and with the kids because yeah, and so here's here I'm glad you said it like that because you said I always thought if she did fill in the blank right yeah you're gonna have to let go of that thought no I, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's gonna be I know now if I blank that it's gonna get better because that thought what you just articulated is the root of most people who get stuck 
either coming up to the divorce, stuck in their marriage, can't get over the divorce, articulate something like that, which is, I just, if she would only do this, if he would have only done that, if, and um, all of us had spouses we couldn't control. Right? Now, now my kids, now that are grown, they tell, they tell me, yeah, when you were, she was so mean to us, or she was so this. And I said, God, how come y'all never told? Because, you know, we just couldn't, you know? And I said, wow. The question you had asked Carlos, though, was how could he move on? And he went back to what happened. So in group today, one of the interesting things was it feels like Carlos is using the group productively to process his feelings and, and maybe a way to unburden his family from some of the stuff that's going on for him. But you also heard the group holding him accountable for some of his actions with his family. And we also pushed him to, to move forward, that the idea that he has a new relationship with his family, a new arrangement, and that he needed to, to get comfortable with that new family rather than trying to retreat back into old habits. Now let's hear what Carlos and Dr. Paradise discussed on their own. So the group felt that you were still kind of connected to your ex. You got a lot of feedback about mm -hmm. sort of your ongoing concern about what she thinks, how she's doing, the limits mm -hmm. placed on you. What did, what did you think of that? I, I thought it was very eye-opening. I'm not noticing a lot of things that I come here and... I'm told, hey, this is what you're doing wrong, and this is what you're, you know, and it's helping a lot, you know. Good. So, but you you heard that feedback about um, it's so easy for you to reflexively go to she said this or my kids are uh, think this about her. You know, it's, it, your your mind is on your ex a lot, isn't it? It it is. Um, we spend a lot of time twenty twenty five years total. Sure. Um, it, it's it's still she's the one that wanted out. I didn't want out, you know. It, and it's still hard for me to to accept that. Uh, it, she's dating. She's going. She or she's doing this or she's doing. You know, it's 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 hard. You know, she's got uh, a head start on you, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. And she's got a lot of friends, you know, uh, that she made. Why she was still married, as far as girlfriends from work and from yeah, this and yeah. from that and going out to eat and going out, you know, wherever she they they do, you know. And uh, I didn't have, I had zero of that, zero support, zero. And she can make maybe she talks to them and tells them, you know, all the story. I don't have. This is all I have to tell the story too. And now let's go back to the group. She will always be that mom, no matter right. what, no matter how awful of a person she is, she will always be the mom. But you have a small window where you can start building mm -hmm. your time with your kids and, and just, you know, bond with them. Make a new life with them. Yeah. Right, right, right. And, it, and, it's, uh, <clears throat> and it's kind of hard for me to say certain, certain things, uh, not that my kids are with me in the house, like my daughter, she gained a little weight, you know, but she's comfortable and she's happier maybe that when she was around, she, you know, she would tell her all this, you know, why, 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 I don't tell her anything. I tell her, I love you, you know, let's sit down and eat. And, you know, we're more laid back and, you know. Yeah. And Car you're going to get to a place 
where you're going to embrace the opportunity to parent your kids just like you want to when you're with them and you're going to let go of what your ex did in the past or is doing now and it's sort of related to what Mary's struggling with now is how do you co-parent when it it's like night and day for between me, the- for me it always it, it never goes away mm-hmm. but what i gained is awareness so i can stop my reaction but the feeling is always there it's it's the, the ne- that the need urge. the urge yeah. Right. yeah it's always there but i'm much better at controlling it uh, what what's helped to control the urge i think just bringing awareness oh, to my nice. behavior to to, to actually see the, and recognize it so i don't know how much carlos could see himself we ask him one question and he went all the way into discussing about his wife like i don't know where you are mm-hmm. at being able to see this right away or like you don't see it at all because yeah. for us it's obvious i think it's working it, on it being just, aware it, it just seems like and i'm not perfect no one is it seems like uh, i'm trying to maybe blame her for what happened to us and uh uh i know i had a lot to do with it I, I, you know i wasn't a perfect uh husband but i was you know the main things i was responsible hard working you know that kind of thing but I, i need to focus more on me and maybe on the things that i failed on or maybe you've well, got to realize that that relationship is over whether right. you wanted it to be or not no, none right, of us right, right. wanted our families broken up i just up, i just feel i feel so guilty for my kids that yeah, they're going to grow up without and it kills me you know it really yeah. kills me that you know mm-hmm. whenever they get married and and have kids the 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 grandpa and grandma thing is just going to be horrible yeah. but why me, is it going to be horrible what well, because the grandma it's, and the grandpa yeah. you know you know why it is to me is horrible because my parents have been married for 64 years mine too you know Everything. it's just what to me is like I just wanted to make it work, you know, for for us, for the kids and for the But for the, let me give you a perspective about kids. My kids are now going into 30. I look back, I sometimes I have to work on myself as like I wish I'd done this like when they were five. I wish I'd seen it when they were little and they weren't they didn't have to go through all they had yeah. to go through and that they're going to carry. Well, it's easy for a woman to say I wish I would have done it when I was five because I'm keeping the kids. Not necessarily. No. It's e- it's not easy for a man to say let's do this at five when the kids are going to be over there and I'm just going to get them every I've never been away from my kids. I got to ask you a question. Have your kids told you that they're mad because you two separated and divorced? Have your kids said you were never around, you were working? If they haven't said that, I don't know why you're guilty about it because you haven't done anything wrong. And if they're upset about it then talk about it. But at the same time, if they haven't said that, they're probably fine. They they are not fine. Uh my my daughter's uh she's in therapy now and I'm thinking maybe she has a little bit of her what I think her mom has. Um, I hear I hear a fix I hear a fixer talking. Well, do you guys do you guys hear a fixer yes. talking? I hear dad talking. Yeah, it it, <laughs> it it hurts me. It hurts me like like hell to see my daughter hurting like that. And uh Yeah, but you need so to realize when somebody goes through things like that, 
It's not always somebody's fault. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One thing that's worthwhile talking about is the difference between process and content in groups. Process is how we're talking about what we're talking about. It's things like the general energy in the group, interactions between people, whether somebody maybe is dominating the group, one member might be taking up more time than the other members. And so process is how we're talking about what we're talking, and content is what we're talking about. And so the content is really valuable. Everybody wants to share the specifics of their story, but I think sometimes it's in the process. It's in how people talk about it. When people notice maybe their patterns, even within the group, how they're interacting with people in the group, that's when they can get into some of the deeper stuff. You talked about guilt. And I've seen dads feel especially guilty about a divorce. Um, that there's a, there's a male kind of guilt that comes out. Um, and it's probably because, and, and I know this isn't true for you, but a lot of dads lose primary custody. You know, they're, they're right. weekend dads right. after it. And, right. um, but you talked about real intense guilt about putting your kids through this. Yeah, because um, I didn't want to... I didn't want to do this to them. It, it wasn't my, it wasn't my decision to do this to them. Even though I, I was part of the the deal, you know, and that drives me crazy because I didn't want this for them. I didn't. One day they're gonna have their their spouses and they're gonna have babies and and their babies' grandparents are not gonna be the normal grandparents that show up at the same time in the same car and the you know and and or take them to you know it, it's you not know, gonna it's never gonna be like that again. the only part of that story that was right was same car yeah <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah both sets of grandparents will probably show up to grandkids events right. both sets of grandparents will probably be part of all the major milestones for those kids and they'll get to take twice as many trips right yeah probably probably Okay, I, I just want you to put that in context. Because it, 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 I'm such a right. traditional right. family kind of right. guy. And, and, and most people had some image of how their future was going to be. I just, that's one of the things that, that it's not going to be, to me, traditional. So you had that ideal of what it looks like. Maybe not a perfect marriage, no, but a, no. a, a marriage that uh, persists in face of all the exactly. challenges. And now you don't have that. Right. Um, and I think your, your job is to create a new ideal for yourself. Now let's rejoin the group. I wonder, and that, I actually also wanted to ask Carlos about that. Do you feel that there are any people, maybe like close family members from your family, friends or coworkers who say things to you that kind of, you know, um, bring up the feeling of guilt or failure? No. Okay. I have, right now in my family, 
which is the family, uh, and I don't see them a lot. Uh, no one had mentions it. No, nobody uh, addresses it. They just tell me, say hi to the kids or, you know, stuff like that. But no one ever mentions anything about. Yeah, but I wonder if that's a form of shame right there, right? Like if you had, if you had broken your leg, they'd say, how's your leg doing, right? <laughs> but like divorce, suddenly they're quiet and yeah. No, I'm thinking that I'm thinking they don't want to, they don't want to uh, put salt on a, on a wound or something like that. I mean, they love me to death. Uh, my, my parents still, you know, they're 86. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying that, that you're hearing the crickets around talking about your divorce might reinforce that idea that it's a, like a don't ask about kind of thing. If, even if they asked, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't want to talk about it with them. I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to trouble them with my problems. You know, they have enough problems of their own already. And I just want, when I go see them, I want to, I want to do with their thing. You know, what's, what's going on with the doctors or, you know. And, and one of the reasons this group exists is because a lot of the traditional sources of support, especially family, are not particularly good at supporting you through this because they have some agenda. Either it's the agenda, pretend it never happened, or the agenda that we're going to mess them up. I mean, I told my brother, and he said, she's dead to me. I mean, like, that, that was his, his reaction. He's like, she's dead to me. I'll never talk to her again. And I was like, that's not. I'm just telling you I'm getting divorced. My dad was there but, right. burning papers and pictures. My dad, I thought he was burning, you know? Right. There was one thing I wanted to mention when you were talking about family and like you don't want to put your issues on them and like you just don't want to trouble them. What I learned from myself, and I, I do that, I did that a lot, um, as a codependent, part of codependency is, mm -hmm. is not to trouble anyone and, oh, I don't need help, like I'm going to do it myself, yeah. you know, it's part of the, that behavior that I, I personally am trying to, to get rid of. When she said, I want a divorce, that was like at the beginning of 2018 or something, April, somewhere in May. And she didn't tell her parents until right before, two, three weeks before we signed. And then I couldn't tell my parents because my parents talk to her parents all the time. They're real, you know. So if I, you know, and, and that's the position she put me in to, then I couldn't tell nobody all this stuff that. You could have. No, I know I could. What I'm trying to tell is that if I told, if I told. Then, then they were going to talk to them, and then they, the whole... Carlos, yeah. this, is, this is a bigger, bigger homework. This is like, a, this is like your end of, end of semester homework, not your, not your short term. Your long-term project is to stop talking about things that your wife is preventing you from doing because you're not married anymore. No, no, no. That's, she, that's what kept me from taking the next step that I'm trying to take Carl, now. You are, I should you have are, done that a, you are know, a so year. used to using her as an excuse yeah. for what you can and can't do. It's it's like a reflex for you. No, I, and I, and over time you're going to get past it and it will feel so good not to have her as an editor of your life in the background. It will feel so good when you fire she, her from she, that job. She, she's not No, no, the, the, the problem is that I I should have done that. Carlos is a good example of that shift from focus on your ex and focus on the relationship to focus on himself. And I think he got a lot of feedback in group about his propensity to be a fixer, 
And that's a personal issue. He's going to take that into any future relationship, and that's not specific to his marriage. So you can see that he still wants to talk about his ex and the problems there. And I, I think one of the reasons people cling to that is it's it probably feels better to think that all your problems exist in this relationship that's now broken, so that your problems are going to go away as the relationship goes away. But if the problems are yours, and if they're about you as an individual, you got to work on them. Getting divorced doesn't solve those problems. Thank you for listening to Decoupling, Group Therapy with Dr. Paradise. If you enjoyed the episode, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. Also, Dr. Paradise would love to hear your questions or comments. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at DecouplingPod or on Facebook on the Decoupling Podcast page. Decoupling Group Therapy with Dr. Paradise is a Mopac audio production. Producers are Chris Moss, Shannon McGarvey, and Jonathan Beal. Editing and music composition by Blake Maples. This is a Blast Box Media Podcast.